Welcome to episode three of Power Up Podcast, presented by CrossFit Mob. I'm your host, Christopher, here. And today's episode, we'll be interviewing one of our very own coaches. Uh, her name is Mary. Uh, she coaches gymnastics, CrossFit, and a few other various programs that we have here. Um, so, uh, here we begin. Uh, what's going on, Mary? Not too much. Just got finished with that 12 o'clock workout of... Uh pull-ups and deadlifts and burpees and you know that third round just got hard like uh, all burpees do so still here with a smile on my face still ready to go <laughs> yeah like I thought that was actually going to be um easier than what it was um for me myself it was actually kind of hard um especially the deadlifts um I did every pull-up as a single mm-hmm. um so I tried to manage that um, a little bit better. Uh, I was trying to do a butterfly uh, version just to get my chest up to the bar. It's the most efficient way I can do it. Um, I didn't want to blow up my grip. Uh, but yeah, it was a pretty fun wad. Um, so uh, tell us about uh, some of your history with uh, fitness and what got you into the, uh, the, the whole realm of exercising. So I grew up in upstate New York, and I went to school in a pretty small town. Um, And being a part of a small town just kind of afforded me the opportunity to do a whole ton of different activities and sports all the time. So I literally did every sport from like three on, whether it was gymnastics or baseball. I did with my dad until I was like 14. I was only girl on the state baseball team. I was actually the only girl in my cul-de-sac neighborhood too, so um, boys that were older than me and my younger brothers and kids their age, we used to play flag football in the yard all the time, which always turned into a vicious game of tackle football, even though it was never supposed to, and always ended up, you know, in scrappy fist fight and, you know, (laughs) crying home to our parents at the end of the day, but uh, toughened me up as a kid, and in high school I played a number of different sports. Soccer was my main sport, or what I always felt was my main sport. Um, I played on uh, the basketball team for a while, and I played softball, and then I kind of worked my way into track um, in my junior and senior years of high school. Uh, had a lot of success in that sport um, as a, on a relay team and as an individual 400 runner, too. So it was kind of good for me to find both team sports and individual influence in high school. Yeah. I ended up playing soccer in college at a small D3 school. And then afterwards, um, I kind of slowed down uh, in terms of all the sports I participated in. So I played indoor soccer pretty competitively for a little while. Um, And then my knees really just started to bug me, being on indoor surface and and turf all the time. And um, I kind of walked away from organized sports for a little while. When I moved out to Colorado in 2012, um, I was actually, Something that propelled me in the sport of CrossFit. My my uh, youngest niece at the time, she was pretty sick, um, and I was I decided to do a fundraiser, and within that, I was signed up to do a Tough Mudder with a good friend of mine as a part of that fundraiser. Um, and I knew that doing those obstacles, I needed to have more body awareness again, and kind of needed to get back into some sort of lifting routine. Um, I'd really only been running. Um, middle distance at the time mm-hmm. and uh, I was at the gas station across the road uh, when we were at our 
old location and saw CrossFit and my colleague literally that day had been saying, you really need to try CrossFit, you might really like it. Um, having been a competitive athlete in high school and college and stuff and I came in and talked to y'all for like 10 minutes and then came back the next day and I really haven't left since. Um, year and a half into kind of getting into CrossFit, I decided that I wanted to get my L1, my uh, training license as a CrossFitter and uh, I told Yo explicitly at the time, I'm not intending to coach, like I'm really curious about the sport and I want to learn more and um, you know, I want to kind of build on my exercise knowledge and stuff too, kind of take my own path with it and I just kind of fell into my lap, it was the right thing at the right time for me and I get a lot of fulfillment um, it, being in this environment and working with so many different people and now it's kind of turned into a passion and then another facet of business that CJ and I decided to go into together now um, with youth sports performance. So mm-hmm. it's kind of snowballed for me and it's been an awesome adventure and it's a good thing to tap into everything that I did as a child, um, all my experiences as a CrossFitter and and kind of marrying that together for other youth is, is a pretty cool thing. And. Um... Where are you guys at with the uh, youth um, performance, that program? So CJ and I had a number of personal training clients where we um, were dedicating different time throughout the week to different kids and our schedules were a little bit all over the place. And um, we decided actually just recently to move more towards a model where we're um, putting more of our athletes together in a really small private group so that they can benefit from both of us and both of our coaching styles and our influences as well as having um, another level of intensity in a competitive environment. So um, starting this Sunday and then Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays and Sundays after that um, we're going to kind of have a small group of kids that we're working with and then go from there as our business expands. Hopefully it does. Mm-hmm. And is that uh, primarily at CrossFit Mop right now? Mm-hmm. Or do you have another location? Yeah, so we're really, really fortunate to um, use Mob as our space. And, you know, it's fun because the community is always really supportive of the kids that are here. Um, I have Tristan Salazar, and we have Olivia Torres, and a couple of other kids whose parents also participate uh, as a CrossFitter here. Um, and it's cool to just see everyone kind of take a, a family hand in helping those kids grow. So. It's, we're really lucky to be able to use this space, and we're really um, thankful that the owners have let us do that because it's it's an awesome thing to see continuous, continuously grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there, uh, in every session in, for the, that type of program, uh, is there like a specific focus um, for that duration? or? Yeah, so um, we have athletes with different backgrounds. We have a football player, soccer player, um, and then uh, kind of a multi-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're still working on pushing their GPP, their general physical preparedness, um, working on their, their big lifts or their uh, strength base lifts, mm-hmm. and then uh, growing their power systems as well. And what our main philosophy is is um, driving home that we can be really well-rounded and that's going to help us in our individual sports. So whether that's football or soccer or baseball, um, we truly believe that having foundational strength and and body awareness and uh, core strength is going to help you no matter what and where you go. So Mm -hmm. we focus on that GPP, we focus on injury prevention, 
um, especially. Uh, and hopefully we see a lot of success with these kids. We're catching a lot of them pretty early in yeah. their careers. You know, we have uh, kind of a, that 11 to 14 year old range right now. Um, mm -hmm. So we're excited to see where they go because uh, me especially, I feel like if I had CrossFit <clears throat> when I was 10, 12 years old, I'd have been a different athlete. You know, I probably would have been a lot stronger athlete. I've always been small in frame, um, mm -hmm. just gritty, tough. Uh, that's kind of how I was raised, scrappy kid, but. Um, kind of like a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, but now that I, I've gotten older and I've trained more of those base strength and power systems, it's, I'm a different athlete altogether. So mm -hmm. it uh, would, would it be interesting now to see how it would have played out 10 years ago. Um, well, since uh, we're on the topic of uh, youth fitness, mm -hmm. um, I was actually just writing a journal entry for our, our page um, in the Bob Journal uh, about youth fitness, uh, youth and adolescence fitness, uh, especially regarding uh, weightlifting mm -hmm. um, and the myths around that. Like, you know how um, we're always raised uh, by people saying, uh, you shouldn't weight lift until you reach 13 or puberty because um, it will like stunt your growth mm. or uh, it's dangerous as a kid. Um, what's your, uh, your take on that? Um, just for weightlifting in general as a, uh, as a child or uh, even to a teen in those ranges of years? I think if you have the right mentality about uh, what that absolute strength means, right? It's not about their max lifts. It's about reinforcing body awareness and teaching them the right mechanics early. Um, I made a lot of mistakes weightlifting as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old trying to figure it out by myself. Um, and those are things that I look back on where I had little nagging injuries all the time that I didn't have to have if, if I had had somebody with more knowledge helping me through that. So I look at um, that youth spectrum and I say they can benefit from awareness they can benefit from understanding their bodies better. Um, not necessarily that they should be squatting double their body weight by a certain amount of time. Because mm -hmm. um, I think it goes back to um, young gymnasts, for example, that have a degree of flexibility. Um, some of that degree of flexibility, I think there's um, an ability to be over flexible and not recruit the right muscle groups. For example, um, we have a former gymnast at our gym that is very flexible in their hamstrings. And as a result, they don't necessarily activate their hamstrings as much as they should in a deadlift, and it affects their lower back. So, um, you know, I think with anything, it can be taken too far, and it can be taken outside of uh, what our bodies were meant to do at any given amount of time. But I think if we focus on building the right mechanics and the right body awareness and kind of marry that strength with the way that these kids grow, um, we can only set them on a good path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, uh, what I've noticed um, is actually been a, a lot more um, kids and teens being involved into this type of, uh, of a fitness program. Um, it's always on the news uh, about uh, like schools implementing CrossFit into their, their uh, uh, physical education, their, their programs. Mm -hmm. um, just, uh, just seeing it in actual person, seeing a 
uh, seeing a kid actually go through some of these movements is actually very amazing because uh, it's not something you normally see. Uh, like as a child, for myself, I didn't have anything close, close to what we do as a fitness, like just knowledge of uh, these movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even I got into exercising um, in middle school, about like sixth grade, because we had gym class. So, um, like I was doing a bench press or something there. I didn't do squats or anything. Um, uh, they had a small weight weight room. Um, people would always call me uh, steroid man because I was just I was just tall as a sixth grader. I'm, I haven't grown since like <laughs> seventh grade, and I'm five nine. Like I. Uh, I was a tall kid. Right. Um, the uh, um, like I didn't have the I didn't have good nutrition back then. Um, but uh, they they used to call me that nickname because I was just big and I was lifting some weights, um, and then everybody ended up growing taller than me, anyways. But mm-hmm. uh, that's just from the genes um, that I have. Uh, family's not that tall at all, um, but. Uh, as a child, I was in uh, a few different sports, football, um, I played basketball one year in seventh grade, uh, there was a lot of cardio, uh, uh, maybe, I wish I could play another year, uh, I, I bet now I could play some more basketball just because my conditioning, um, is on fleek, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, even for right now, I'm still a motocross rider yeah. um, and a snowboarder. I used to race in motocross. I raced in arena cross um, a couple years ago. I just got out of it just because uh, I didn't want to get hurt anymore. I just want to focus on fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't get into fitness until January 3rd, 2014. Um, it, at the real truth, even when I tell this to people, they look at me like I'm crazy. I got into fitness while playing an Xbox. Xbox Fitness. It was a free, free app that's on. It's still on there to this day. Uh, it's actually going to expire next year, but um, that actually got me into exercising just because their uh, their connect. Um, it actually tracks your body, and I was really interested in just getting the highest scores possible. Um, sure. Yeah, and like seeing yourself in the little, little tracking square up in the corner, I was just like, I feel like an action figure. This is pretty cool. Um, and it was like the most interactive game I had. Yeah. And I just kept playing that um, for six months. Um, I, I, was, I was chubby back then. Uh, that was like in my junior year um, of high school. The, uh, um, I used to be in, kind of embarrassed just to be exercising in the middle of my uh, my house in the living room. I wouldn't want to exercise when people walk by. Um, I was like 185 pounds at that point. Uh, but it wasn't until maybe three months into it then I just didn't really care as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was still wearing, uh, wearing shirts and stuff just to like, because of the insecurity, you know, something like that. Um, but in the summer, that's when I got into P90X3. Uh, I really wanted to try that program. I did it for 90 days. Um, after I came back from Germany, 
Uh, I stayed there for like a, a month, but uh, after P90X, uh, I got into Insanity. Ended up doing that for 180 days total, uh, just in 2015. And at the end of the third challenge, which the challenges are 60 day challenges. Um, I did Insanity Max 30, did I say that already? Okay, I did that uh, three times. So at the end of it uh, in January this year, uh, I started CrossFit in January 16th, I think. I think it was 16th or 18th. Mm -hmm. um, I've been wanting to try CrossFit for like the past two years. I saw it on ESPN. Uh, in the winter time a couple years ago. And I saw those commercials of people handstand walking. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Yes, I wish I could do that. I mean, it's funny because people say all the time, like they, they watch these athletes on TV or they saw this YouTube video. And really the only thing I had heard about CrossFit was my colleague who had said, I love doing this and I love the people in the community. Mm -hmm. Just try it. Like you're a competitive person, or, or I think you'd get a lot out of this, and just try it. And that I came in blind. I didn't know. Yeah. I had, I had no idea. <laughs> I, um, and it's it surprised me. It's been fun. Yeah, there's a lot of movements I never thought I would ever do, or even had the idea that it even existed. I think that's um, amazing to me. Like I remember the first day that I ever did pistols and they've become one of my all-time favorite movements but yeah um the first day I did pistols I remember saying to yo before I came to the workout I'm like I don't I don't think I can do a pistol she's like just try and it's amazing what your body can do when you're willing to test it mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the cool thing about CrossFit is there's always a test in front of you and as long as you're willing to give it a go you still walk out of here having sweat and feeling pretty good about yourself yeah um, it it feels like a little competition every day. Mm -hmm. um, I usually, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, a wad or workout of the day is usually between eight to 15 minutes mm -hmm. in time. Um, so every wad is uh, scored in a certain way, if it's time or reps, maybe sets, uh, stuff like that. Um, but it's pretty cool to see where you stack up every day. And if it's a repeating wad, so you can see how well you improved or if anything changed. Mm -hmm. um, for uh, myself, um, I was com I've always been competitive, but like in football specifically, I played for six years, but all the coaches would be like, uh, come on, go out there and hit somebody or stuff. I always hated being hit, but I was super competitive. Yep. Um, that's what, uh, that's what just, drives me and gets me hyped for to do a wad. Um, it's also the reason why I got so many injuries in motocross because I was super competitive. Yeah, that's fair. And they were like, go race that guy. <laughs> that's when I got hurt. Um, it's also one of the reasons why I love CrossFit and just exercising. Um, and I got out of the other sports because I've had five concussions um, yeah. over since like uh, 2009, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and they're all spread across motocross, football, and snowboarding. Yep. Um, it's the re I would say it's the reason why I talk the way how I do. Um, and I sort of, like, it's a combination, like, I, I talk in a different way than most people do. Uh, sure. My vocabulary, uh, how I sound. as a combination of the concussions that I've had and 
just being so introverted throughout my life. Um, like, for those of you listening to this, uh, and those of you that go to Mob, uh, you probably see me on a constant basis, and um, it may look like uh, I'm walking around and I may be looking at just the wall or something, but really deep down, I'm trying to uh, make myself be as outgoing as possible, because I'm kind of in the mix between an introvert and an extrovert. Um, I, I was so heavily introverted back um, in my younger years, uh, up until a junior, and then I, I was just thinking like, that's when I got into Kanye West, like that, that music, and I was like, I just don't really care what people kind of like think of me. That's when the insecurity kind of went down, and then that's when my, um, my outgoing personality kind of came out. Uh, I like to talk. Sometimes um, I'm just quiet, um, but I'm always listening. Uh, I think that's one uh, of the things I really love about this community is people care so much about their neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, it tends to bring out the best in people, whether they're an introvert or not. Um, and I think a lot of people would agree that I'm, I can be a shy person until I start to get to know you, and that's kind of always been the way uh, I go about my life, you know, kind of observe first and then uh, get involved second. Mm -hmm. um, so I understand what it's like to be pretty introverted and yeah. be in a setting that seems loud and, and could seem intimidating and stuff. But I think it's cool that like this community brings people together and appreciates so many different walks of life and, and personalities and stages of life. I mean, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool now to see um, how uh, this gym has grown in, in its time and in, 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 even in its time that I've been involved in it to um, incorporate so many ideas that are inclusive, um, as inclusive as they can be, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been cool to see our community grow and change and, and keep its values and stuff too, so yeah. it's cool. Uh, I, yeah, I, I love how it brings people's personalities out. And for what it's worth, Chris, you know, in knowing you over the last seven, eight months now, um, I've seen you come out of your shell and stuff too, and I think it's cool. It's, it's fun, it's interesting, and it's cool to see you um, play a good role at Mob 2. I think, you know, everyone adds value, and it, it's fun to see people take it on. Yeah, I'm pretty young and hip. <laughs> sure. Uh, um... I'll never understand what the expression on fleek means, but I'm okay. Because <laughs> it's too legit to quit, you know? Um, See, now that's going uh, back to something I understand. <laughs> yeah, MC Hammer. Uh, yeah, because you can't touch this. Uh, <laughs> the um, Even as uh, one of the athletes here, like myself, mm -hmm. and for being one of the youngest coaches, uh, especially out of that I've seen even at a normal gym. Um, well, just on the aspect of coming in, um, starting exercising here, I didn't, like, I had no prior knowledge of what CrossFit was once I came in here, mm -hmm. and I didn't come with anybody else. Uh, I just came in to try a, try a workout, because I know I wanted to do CrossFit. I just didn't know what the heck it was about. Um, funny thing, very first wad, it had handstand push-ups, 
never done that before, and uh, I can just remember that. It just stayed in my mind forever. Well, that is my but, jam. I, you know, I will bust out handstand push-ups <laughs> all day. They're one of my favorite exercises. Like, um, honestly, if I have a favorite exercise, it's probably handstand push-ups. Because they're so fun. Um, I recorded myself uh, doing a handstand push-up with a GoPro on on my chest. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, that was in a wad that we did. Like, mm -hmm. A month ago but before we go into the handstand push-up part uh, I just wanted to say that um, like when I came in I I had nobody else exercising with me um, like at the old at a different gym I taught at last year uh, my sister was exercising there while I would teach the insanity and p90x live classes uh, but uh, when I came here I was all alone and over time uh, I got to know everybody that comes here, and at, usually at the 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock classes, because mm -hmm. it's just when I was here, um, because I went to school uh, for personal fitness training for the past year. Right. Um, they ended up shutting down on November 1st, uh, so that's a whole different story, but um, the, uh, yeah, I would definitely say most of my friends, or almost all of them, uh, are actually at this gym like this is where this, this is where uh, I, I go to see my friends like um, everybody else that's my age are in a university at somewhere around this US mm -hmm. uh, they're at, like CU or something uh, I went to a small college but um, so I was pretty much left back here and everybody else is somewhere else um, so all my friends are just everybody that come comes to this gym that I see on a daily basis uh, gets me excited for just to come back here every day. I practically live here, <laughs> um, like literally, because I'm here in the mornings and sometimes in the nights. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, going back to that handstand push-up thing uh, for being in my personal training program uh, we learn different ways uh, how to train just application of body uh, you know like anatomy and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, but they didn't they were on the personal training aspect of it so they went by NASM and ACE their sure. those certifications mm -hmm. um, and I was only cross river to come out of that program uh, especially in a long time um, so the exercises that I do and trainers and um, which does involve inverted movements mm -hmm. like uh, handstand walking and handstand push-ups, but uh, specifically the other trainers or maybe the instructors that were there, um, they would argue uh, why, why would it be beneficial for to be inverted in that type of a movement. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's your take on handstand walking and handstand push-ups, um, your opinion on those? I mean, my argument would be, why are we doing the same things all the time? You know, why aren't we trying something a little bit different, uh, leveraging our body in a different plane, using it a little bit differently? I think whenever we can innervate or activate muscle in a different way um, on a constantly varied basis, uh, we can see improvement. Mm -hmm. And I think... Um, 
through that activation, we gain mobility um, and just puts us in a in better form in general. Um, puts us in a place where our bodies can handle a lot more for a lot longer. Um, puts us in a healthier state. I mean, yeah. for me, handstand walking, yes, there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Yes, you're inverted, but I mean, there are plenty of people around that would recommend inversion therapy for others as well. And it's mm -hmm. a little bit different when you're hanging versus when you're in more of an active position upside down, but in the same token, you know, changing the way we use our bodies isn't necessarily a bad thing. Testing the way we use our bodies mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a bad thing. Now there are extremes in, in everything that we do. Like I said before, I think we can be too flexible to a degree that it doesn't uh, activate our muscles appropriately in an exercise that we're doing, but um, I don't think it's a bad thing to challenge ourselves differently Yeah. in a safe environment. And this is, I think above anything else, you know, do it at your own risk, but mm. a controlled and safe environment with people that care about your safety and, and want you to do it the right way. We're not trying to put you in a compromising position, so why not try it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's, there's always ways how to scale a certain movement. Absolutely. Um, especially, like, I wouldn't recommend going out on your sidewalk and handstand walking for the first time. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> Yeah. Concrete hurts. Even for myself, when I want to handstand walk, I'd rather come to the gym than do it outside. But I do like doing it outside person, like personally, because like nobody ever sees somebody handstand walking on the sidewalk. Um, literally, I made a Instagram video of myself handstand walking in like eight different locations on the sidewalk around my neighborhood and in front of the the Anything Library over here. Um, so it was like on the intersection of the uh, 120th. Uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, my hands were pretty dirty at that point. But um, uh, I, um, there's a term for um, being inverted and just working in a different angle of the body. Um, I forgot what it's called. I was trying to remember it. But um, we, we learned this in uh, our program. Uh, so taking movements that are standing and upright, and if you confuse the, the heart in a certain way, if you go from standing to prone and then back to standing, that will condition the heart in a different way. Mm -hmm. Same thing with um, going from standing to completely inverted mm -hmm. and back up. It's like if we uh, combo um, like deadlifts and then uh, burpees and um, a wall walk all in one wad because mm -hmm. I've seen uh, one of our at least a few of our wads that almost are identical to that mm -hmm. um, just being in those different angles uh, it just changes your proprioception mm -hmm. and your ability for to actually go through different movements like that to be conditioned for to react to anything that comes up mm -hmm. like a for new beginners just just being prone on the ground and going back up and down just to standing in that position they'll get light-handed mm -hmm. and uh maybe uh maybe they might get a headache and their their head will physically look red mm -hmm. um that's what i noticed uh once i started p90x um i was super dizzy like uh, the first month because I wasn't used to being prone and 
um, upright. Uh, but over time, I got used to it. Same thing with the completely inverted uh, exercises here in CrossFit. Right, we just um, start to become more resilient. You yeah. Know, I, I, when you were talking about getting up and down and turning upside down and, and getting back up and stuff, I went right to, well, what if my car rolled over tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm turning in that position, you know, I'm in a less stressful environment here doing that, but I'm also kind of conditioning my body to a degree of stress uh, as well that I might have to be prepared for, or I might not have to be if I'm so lucky. Um, but I think the good thing is, you know, we're just testing our body in a different way. And like I said, uh, helping it grow a little bit differently. And that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one thing I noticed that was missing out of our uh, certification books. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I wrote about this in the journal post yet, but um, they're heavily into balance work, um, just static and dynamic balance. But most of it was just the lower body that I noticed. There was nothing of upper body balance. Mm-hmm. Um, like there would be like strict presses and stuff like that uh, in it, but it never involved certain exercises for that. And I, I tried to make an argument um, when I was actually in that program uh, about uh, maybe in July or something like that. When I was talking about that um, and doing movements such as a handstand, um, being in a pike position, things like that, actually does improve your shoulder stability mm-hmm. um, and your, your ability or your risk of injury in your rotator cuff and those muscles, uh, that risk does decrease just with doing those types of movements, mm-hmm. something that's just not normal. Um, that's that's not normal that comes up regularly or something like that. I just confused myself. You just didn't notice. Um, Your yeah. point being that, you know, we can gain more stability in our shoulders from doing, say, handstand push-ups yeah. uh, than Stop we can that. from purely doing strict press mm-hmm. or dumbbell work. Yeah, just from... Because uh, just being completely inverted in it, especially just like a handstand, it, even if it's a handstand against the wall, like you tip up against the wall... Um, you're being forced to use various muscles throughout your body just to stabilize mm-hmm. um, your hips, <laughs> your, your glutes, um, rotator cuff. Uh, it's, it's different than just doing a strict press mm-hmm. where you can be completely still and just use your arms, but with a handstand, you have to activate everything mm-hmm. uh, and not fall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like why I love CrossFit. I love that marriage between uh, your conditioning modality, your gymnastics, and your weightlifting because you're then just starting this interconnection of all of your normal bodily functions and, and systems that mm-hmm. uh, creates a better marriage, a better symmetry, a better awareness for yourself. Um, it's a good thing. That's it's one of the principles that I teach in our gymnastics too is just those that foundational awareness of where I'm connected from fingertips to toes mm-hmm. um, and how I'm using my body to generate more power and kind of marrying that those good foundational principles of, of shapes with what we can build on for our strength um, I don't yeah. I don't necessarily believe in coaching gymnastics that in order to do say a bar muscle up we have to do 10 strict pull-ups and 10 dips Mm. Uh, i'm not of that um 
that opinion. You know, yeah. I think that with good foundational structure and movement and understanding how we can generate power through our body, uh, we can marry that level of strength with a skill. It, mm-hmm. I mean, there's skills, more or less. Yeah, like how it um, translates over to different movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All that core awareness. Yeah, for regarding the bar muscle up, like uh, in the CrossFit Open, um, mm-hmm. 2016 Open, uh, which of those of you that don't know, it's a, uh, a five-week um, kind of online competition that's usually held at a CrossFit affiliate, or you can submit um, your results online uh, through a video. Uh, so it's just five workouts that are released over the course of five weeks, usually on a Thursday. Um, but uh, during that, I got my first bar muscle up. Um, it was not pretty at all. Like, form wasn't there. Um, my arm slipped out, and I had to just hang on for life up there. Uh, but I, for that specific exercise, I never practiced it um, mm-hmm. until around July. And then I just thought, yeah, I'll, I'll try to do one, I guess. And then I just, and it happened. Uh, I would say just because of all the exercise exercises that we've been doing, it's just um, the the result of every exercise. It the strength that you build from those it can translate to any of the movements that we do. Like you don't have to specifically just do bench for to increase your your bench press um, right you can just there's other exercises I can do that like uh, burpees for one mm-hmm. um, my bench press it was pretty low it was like probably 120 back then um, and now it's like 165 but I don't actually even really bench at all um, right. it was pretty much just from a bunch of burpees and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so uh, there's a pretty big spot for a translation of every exercise that just kind of pairs up with other ones but um yeah there's a for a few other points that i want to bring up um let's see there was the uh yeah uh another movement um which is a deep squat um and deep squat just being below nine degrees or parallel with the hips um I've heard other uh, trainers and uh, other people interested in exer- exercising. Um, they've been saying that uh, it's not great on your joints or that it shouldn't be done. Um, we usually regularly uh, just go just below parallel and some of our movements do require us to catch in a deep position, mm-hmm. deeper than that. Uh, What's your thought on it? I mean, I go back to what our bodies are capable of and what we were meant to do. And I do believe that if we can move through a fuller range of motion, for example, our knees let us bend beyond parallel and so do our hips. Why aren't we building strength around that mobility as well? yeah, because you normally see, like, little um, toddlers and mm-hmm. um, kids just being able to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never see adults do it, which is 
I mean, we usually usually forget. When's the last time you started a campfire? Because I certainly didn't do it sitting on my butt cross-legged. But, you know, starting it like this, I was probably either squatting like a child does or I was kneeling mm-hmm. at minimum. I'm still past parallel. Um, yeah. And that, that level of strength and stability in my body, I don't see anything wrong with building strength around that range of motion. Mm-hmm. Now, some people have been wound down and are tight around that motion. Is it good to build strength around that? I think as long as we can continue to move through a fuller range of motion, we're headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't necessarily set a limitation where I'm never going to squat below parallel because yeah. it's not functional. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't just, show up in my everyday life like that. Yeah. It's just like uh, if you did, you know, split routine type of uh, working out, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Mondays uh, back and by and uh, one day is like squatting. Mm-hmm. If you... If you miss a certain aspect of fitness, um, and you never train in that, when that actually shows up in real life um, at any point, you would like to be prepared for that, mm-hmm. um, which that's the reason why uh, just practicing in different ranges, just like that full range of motion, would actually be very beneficial. Yep, um, exactly. That's just like the... Uh, sort of same training that we do here. Um, you know how um, we usually have like six weeks of normal high intensity exercise and we have like a, a lighter week. Like a deload, yep. Yeah, a deload week. Then we just go back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, that compared to a block system, how you have the, uh, you know, like on season, off season, pre-season. Um, ours is always keeping our bodies able for to actually stay ready for anything that happens in life compared to taking an off season and uh, let's say your gains go away and uh, something pops up and your body physically isn't ready for it just because it's, it's in a resting position um, that we need to be like a uh, what is it called um, it's not a cougar uh, there's there's a book that I think Kelly Starnett wrote. Um, supple Leopard? Yeah, Supple Leopard. Uh, we have to be just as supple as a leopard is, ready for pounds at any point in time, flexible and strong. Um, so why not our programming, our fitness, why doesn't that revolve around that as well? Right. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, yeah. Um, Personally, I never thought uh, I would be using weights um, a year ago. Uh, I was a very uh, body weight and cardio guy. I yep. used to preach that all the time and to not use weights until I started actually weight training and then it all changed. I, I do like, I really do like using barbells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's taken a while, but I've learned to love the barbell. Yeah, I have a lot of fun doing it. So. Um, I wasn't, I was never the strongest athlete growing up, ever. It just wasn't my thing. Like I said, I was scrappy and coordinated and had a little bit of raw talent, but Mm -hmm. I was never outright strong, nor did I have the size to be outright strong. But, you know, as I started to learn to be more efficient and and, uh, lift well, it's it's impressive Mm -hmm. uh, what you're capable of. Yeah. Like, uh, 
don't know. There's just there's things that come up in a wad that I'm surprised I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I like being able to use stuff that is uncommon. Um, handstand walking is one of them. <laughs> yep. I've never been able to do that until um, like recently, but uh, yeah. Is there anything um, else you'd like to bring up before we finish? There was one point that you mentioned before about um, our ability to modify anything and everything. Um, I think there are a lot of common misconceptions that I see sometimes when people have like nagging injuries, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I do this myself too. So please like don't um, think I'm preaching this, but I would encourage everyone to just come and we'll find something for you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can find something to modify towards and. Um, still help you maintain a level of fitness Mm -hmm. that you've worked so hard to achieve you know so if you have um, a sore knee or sore back or whatever I have to have elbow surgery soon like I know that I'm going to be modifying everything in my upper body I already am Mm -hmm. Um, that's okay like there there's not there's not a level of well, I'm a trainer and I coach others, so I should be able to do everything all the time that uh, I need to maintain. It's it's just not true. Don't don't um, don't have an ego about it if you can help it. It's hard not to. We're all humans, but um, it's about the stimulus in the workouts, about the level of intensity that you can get out of it, um, and you can still benefit from moving regardless of if you can't perform a movement or you can perform a movement to full standards, etc. Like, just come and do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, thing. It's like right on the edge of what I can remember. Uh, I'm losing it. Uh, it's lost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, just for scaling wise, yeah, there's there's a ton of ways how to scale a particular Absolutely. movement. Like nobody comes in being able. Well, for most people, they're not able to do a pull up. Um, there's different ways how to do a pull up. Like even um, just that was stunning for week. me. Huh? My whole oh, entire yeah. life, I was able to pull my body up over a bar hanging yeah. from it. my whole entire life. And then I came into the CrossFit gym, and on my first day. I jumped up to the bar and Neil's like, try. I'm like, okay. Thinking, absolutely, I can do this. And did not move from a hanging position. That was, that was eye-opening to me. Like, there was a thought in my mind, like, how far did I let myself go? Whoops. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. There's no point to that. But Yeah, I just remembered. Um, I was going to say, the... Uh, on the topic of just getting in and trying just exercising, uh-huh. um, even though that <clears throat> wherever your fitness may be, um, I would say the most dangerous thing that you could do is to not, or yeah, to not get up off the couch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you stay st- if you stay sedentary, um, and that coupled with uh, let's say bad nutrition. Um, later on in life, or actually even in fact, um, earlier on in life, um, different conditions can pop up, uh, totally. like even, um, uh, was it 
osteoporosis, mm-hmm. um, just your just various things like that, metabolic conditions, uh, or metabolic syndrome, that's, that's it. Um, diabetes, those things can pop up. Um, but I would always recommend more than not, um, or ever, uh, just go out and try some exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just try it, you might like it, um, might be your thing, might even be your whole life. Uh, as in for me, I'm literally at the gym like every day. And, and, and it's yeah. definitely a huge part of my life like, and, a, and a conscious choice for me to um, continue down a business endeavor, mm-hmm. you know, doing it and helping teach others. So, yeah, I mean, definitely I couldn't agree with you more. Um, get up and move. Yeah, just have some fun. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that being said, too, your fitness regimen doesn't have to be about being at CrossFit Mob all the time or being mm-hmm. at every single class, you know. I would love to see more people use their fitness for what it's worth. You know, the snow is coming here in Colorado, and that means ski season, snowboarding season, mm-hmm. snowshoeing season is coming. Like, go to the mountains over the weekend and use your fitness because... You know, for those of you that have skied for years but have just recently added in CrossFit, you might be pleasantly surprised that your legs are not dead by the time you get off the mountain. You know, you, mm-hmm. your, your skiing form is better, your boarding form is better, and you're having more fun doing it because you're not just crushing your body yeah. anymore. Your body's attuned to um, a level of fitness that it didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that's backpacking and hiking in the summer or... Or participating in snow sports in the winter and stuff like just use your fitness have fun with it yeah get, you get this life once you know you get what one opportunity to try and do it to the best of your ability so have fun with it use your body mm-hmm. I always tell people like you know my knees are sore all the time my ankles have arthritis in them and I'm 31 years old but reality is you know if I can't walk at 60 it's it's going to be because I use my body and I did stuff that was worthwhile to me. Not because I'm old and sat on my ass and I'm overweight. Um, it's going to be because I beat the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. And I, that to me is a better use of my time and my energy than the alternative. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm pretty young, so I haven't even hit 20 yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's coming up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't well, even buy you a drink yet. Yeah. No. Well, all I, all I drink is coffee, black coffee, because I like to burn my soul, um, <laughs> and water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Got to get that aqua in me. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to have to go eat something. But, well, uh, is there anything else you like to bring up? No, I think I'm good. Well, yeah. Um... For those of you listening, uh, that was our episode three. Um, our coach, Mary, uh, she joined us on this podcast, a very special podcast, uh, regarding a whole bunch of things revolving around fitness and health. Um, so stay tuned for next week for another episode. Uh, we'll have another interview, uh, possibly with a, another coach as well. Um, so yeah, um, Have fun out there and uh, stay fit. I'll see you next time.